Welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree? Let's have a conversation. Uh, we are the AmeriChicks on Facebook and Twitter, and check out our website, AmeriChicks.com. Sign up for our emails. And if you have comments, I, I, I really appreciate it. Email me, Kim at AmeriChicks.com. Let me know what you like, if there's something you don't like, if there's a subject you want us to talk about. Uh, be sure and let me know. I greatly appreciate that. And David Barber uh, with, uh, let's see, Remax Unlimited. Is Unlimited. That right? We're right down the street. Okay, it's great to have you in studio as well. Thank you. We'll be talking about this hot Denver real estate market, and I think Elizabeth Peace with Colorado Association of Realtors will join us online here in just a moment. But, Karen, why don't you set this up for us? Where are we at? Uh, they talk about Denver real estate hot, hot, hot. What What are you seeing? Well, it was interesting. You know, the fourth quarter um, – they, the media was really um, stressing that we were moving from a seller's market to a buyer's market. Okay. Um, and that was because homes were staying on the market um, longer than, oh, four to five days. They were staying <laughs> on the market 10 to 12 days. Wow. Um, but really, the reality of the marketplace as we look at the year-end statistics, um, 2018 was a fabulous year in the state of Colorado. Um, we still struggle with not having enough inventory in our marketplace and having high demand. And if we go back to Economics 101, it says if you have strong demand and not enough supply, the price is going to go up. So that's oh, what. So that's how that works. Yeah. Huh? So that's kind of what's <laughs> been going on here. Um, but what I found interesting is looking at some statewide statistics. If we compare 2017 to 2018, um, we saw a bit of a dip in total sales, about 4%. But if we look at the metro market, we saw a dip of 0.1%. So very little change in our marketplace. I would attribute a lot of that to affordability which we'll get into that discussion here shortly. Um, we have a lot of buyers in the marketplace that are looking for properties under a half a million dollars, and that's where our shortage is. Um, so that's creating less sales. If you don't have the inventory to sell, you're, you know the number of sales are going to drop. Um, the other thing we saw is new listings coming on the market. Um, we're up just a little bit, um, 1.3% statewide. And for single-family homes, in the metro area, we were actually up 6%, which that's where they're staying on the market a little bit longer. Um, we continue to see strong appreciation throughout the year. Um, from a state perspective, um, medium sales prices were up 0.7.7%. Um, and in the metro Denver market, um, the medium sales price um, for single-family homes were up 6.3%. So the thing to remember is, Houses may be staying on the market a tad longer, um, but again, I look at the single-family market in the metro Denver area, and days on market did not change from the year prior. Mm -hmm. So pretty much the average has been 30 days on the market, but those hot price ranges, they're selling much, much quicker. I don't know what David's feeling, but January seems to have taken off quite nicely, and there's a lot of activity. Okay, okay. Well, you know, one of the things, homeownership is a way for people to create wealth. They create homes, families, and the fact that, you know, supply and demand, We I think we'd like to increase supply, and I submit to you that there's a lot of government regulations and things that make homes more expensive and limit uh, building, but... 
David Barber with Remax Unlimited, you were one of the guys that worked with some other colleagues uh, to try to come up with a program to help these first-time homebuyers. And so tell us about that. Well, Kim, in uh, 2015, we were looking at questions about whether FHA was going to remain viable, whether Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were still going to be entities to provide lower down payments on homes. At the same time, we were looking at a college-educated age, or college educated person uh, under 36 needing about five years with no student debt in order to come up with a down payment. In the Denver metro area, because of our dynamic market, we're actually closer to 15 years to hit a 20% down payment. So in 2015, the chairman of the board of the Colorado Association of Realtors convened an advisory group. Um, that consisted of Michelle Martinez from Montrose, Roy Lopez with the Kentwood Company here, uh, Jim Watkins from the Wells Group in Durango, Randy Nicholas uh, with Remax Unlimited, Gerald Schleiger with First Bank, and Matt Wilson with Wells Fargo. And this group created a program for first-time buyers to have a savings account that was earmarked specifically for the purchase of a new home. We did get the bill passed in the legislature in 2016, and Governor Hickenlooper signed it into law uh, at the end of 2016. Effectively, what it does is it allows a first-time buyer or allows a parent to say name a beneficiary, one of their children, grandchildren, uh, that type of thing, to target this account specifically for down payment. And... The, they can contribute $14,000 a year, 28000 if they're filing jointly. There's a lifetime cap of 50000 in contributions, but the account can grow to 150000 with no tax consequence at the state level. So it functions very much like a 528 plan, or 529 plan for college savings. And the, the whole idea is give them a leg up on being able to provide for the purchase of a home. The eligible expenses on that program are anything that's on the settlement sheet. So it can be the appraisal, it can be a down payment, it can be closing costs. Anything that's disclosed on the settlement sheet is an eligible expense under the account. Okay. Now, David, this sounds very creative. How does this work from a federal tax standpoint? Well, at this point, it's strictly on the state level. There was legislation that was brought to the House of Representatives two years ago and last year by Congressman Kaufman to take this program and expand it to a federal uh, level. At last check, it was still stuck in appropriations. Okay, well, this is very creative. Have you seen a lot of people use this yet? We are just starting to really see some rollout. It, it was nice that in last year's tax forms, the um, documentation for taking the deduction was in last year's tax packet for the Colorado. Okay. Now, Karen, uh, David had mentioned about, I mean, this is pretty daunting for people to get out of college, and many of them have student debt, and he said that ideally in order to I, if, I think this is what you said. To have a lower down payment, they need to have five years with no student debt. Is that right? Well, it will take them five years to Get accumulate 
the 20% if they have no student debt. Okay, okay. Are, Karen, are there programs out there where there are lower down payments? Well, um, as David mentioned, um, an FHA loan um, allows a home buyer to purchase a home with as little as 3.5% down. We're also seeing in the marketplace with Fannie and Freddie that some of our lenders are going with a 3% down conventional loan. The other opportunity out there here in the state of Colorado um, is, um, and David's going to have to help me because my brain just went dead. Um, it's the word with a C. Chaffa. Chaffa, thank you. <laughs> um, the Chaffa loan, um, which gives you um, a down payment assistance. The problem is in our current marketplace, sellers have been very resistant to accepting Chaffa financing because of the length of time it takes and a little bit layer of perceived risk, whereas in a, a pre-approved conventional buyer is looked on more favorably. An FHA buyer may be slightly less favorable and a Chaffa buyer even less favorable. So what's been difficult is the marketplace has taken some of that opportunity for a first-time home buyer to get in with less money um, away from them because in the market they're saying, oh, less down payment sure. means maybe less commitment, which in many case, cases is not true. Okay. So what are you seeing, David, uh, regarding, are you, uh, you know, helping these young home buyers? You mentioned this program. Are are we starting to see a situation where kids can start to get into homes or? Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. Uh, the the challenge is where the pricing is mm-hmm. for the, for the first time buyers. Uh, I'm working with a couple of people right now that are in that 250 to $60,000 range which is a pretty good step for a first-time buyer. Yeah. And it's challenging to find them product that is functional for their use. Right, because uh, what what would you say is really kind of the medium price for uh, you know somebody trying to get into a uh, first-time home? If they're looking at detached 270 to 300. Uh, if they're detached looking meaning de- single freestanding single-family okay. home. Uh, okay. If they're looking at a condo or townhome, uh, little bit less. Okay. And Karen, we've really seen the con, uh, condominium market has has really dried up because of the construction defects leg, um, mm-hmm. litigation or whatever it is. Do you think we're going to see any remedy for that this particular legislative session or what? Well, that would be a question for Liz if Liz is on the line, but um it, it's a difficult situation. We improved that legislation some last year, we being the Colorado Association of Realtors and our um, uh, government affairs efforts. Um, but what's difficult, and I think you made the comment earlier in the show is, um, and David probably, because he's a numbers guy, remembers this, but we were um, at the National Association of Realtors Expo and Convention um, in Boston in November and um, I want to say it's somewhere between 20 and 28% of the cost of new construction is regulation. Exactly. What? Yes. Regulation. Well, that's, that's pricing young people out of the market. Exactly. Absolutely. And that's when you look at wanting non-governmental or free market solutions. Um, if we could get um, some of these fees and, and costs and land acquisition um, the things that get the land ready to put units on, those costs down, as well as some of the permitting issues, um, that would help affordability. 
Okay. So, you know, affordable housing, I think that that's almost become a quote-unquote industry. And so what you're saying is we could reduce the costs of housing by 28%, which would allow a lot more people to buy homes if we just got rid of uh, these rules and regulations. Yeah. get rid of some regulation and um, it would make affordability nationwide more affordable. The other thing we see here in Colorado is because of construction defects legislation, the risk of building is too great to the developer. And so many of you have commented um, with regards to the number of apartment buildings going up. Um, Apartment buildings right now in today's market nationwide are profitable to the developer, um, but not good for creating households, stability in our nation, and giving a foothold, as you say, to developing a home and wealth for our young people. That's a great point. We're going to go to break. This is a great conversation here with uh, Karen Levine and David Barber uh, with both real estate uh, professionals with REMAX. We're going to go to break. When we come back, uh, we've been chatting with Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance and David Barber with REMAX Unlimited about really affordability for young people getting into the market. And David, this is such a great creative program that you've come up with. But there are some things, Karen, that are happening here in Denver that really may affect property values, I think. And one of these is this, what is it, the right to, right to survive. Right to survive. So we're going to talk about that and what that, how that might affect home values right here in Denver. So this is the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. We'll be right back. This is a house that Jack built, y'all. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website, AmeriChicks.com. And we are AmeriChicks on Facebook and Twitter as well. Tonight is our great Vino and Veritas, our very first event. It is sold out. However, if you want to study the Federalist Papers, go to my website. There's a link there. That is AmeriChicks.com where you can uh, sign up for the next Vino and Veritas. And Karen Levine, I'm excited you and Barry are going to be there tonight. We're looking forward to it. It should be awesome. I'm a little scared. It requires reading. (laughs) (laughs) There will be, but no homework for tonight. No homework. I was excited. No homework No homework for, uh, no homework for tonight. So, (laughs) and uh, pleased to have, I think Elizabeth Peets will be with us in just a minute as well. So Karen, there is something that uh, we were talking about at our, at our last Wine and Tapas event uh, regarding the right to survive, which is some like an ordinance or something here in Denver. What's going on? Yeah, it's city and county of Denver. Um, uh, the city council is putting forth a bill um, or whatever you call it, ordinance, uh, or ordinance whatever, yeah. called right to survive, which um, this particular um, uh, product or whatever you want to refer to it as would allow um, our homeless population in the city and county of Denver um, to utilize any and all public spaces for their use. So um, what does that mean exactly? Well, you know, it sounds when you hear it, you're like, oh, well, they should be able to hang out in parks and they should be able, you know, to hang out on the 16th Street Mall as they currently do, those type of things. But it also means that if Which you, I'm not sure I like that. Right. They... <laughs> It also means that if you have a a home in Denver, um, they can take up residency on your sidewalk. Um, They can come and hang out there. They can live there. They can utilize that space. Um, The concern that the realtor... Can they loiter? Well, I guess they can. They can. And the concern that the Colorado Association of Realtors has is um, 
one, that is going to affect people's property values in the city and county of Denver, especially if people start taking up camp space. They create camps on their sidewalks in front of your home. Um, other buyers are not going to necessarily want to live in that environment. And then our concern is is that um, that would spread into our suburbs. Um, so it's something that um, is very, very concerning for um, the Realtor Association as well as it should be for homeowners um, in the city and county of Denver. I think what else people need to understand is um, we care about the homeless population. Um, we, the realtor populace, we care about homelessness. Um, but when you make it more convenient to be homeless, you give them more opportunity. Right. Um, that creates an environment that makes homelessness more favorable. And I don't think that that's what we want to see. We want to get people out of homelessness, right? Right. <laughs> And, and and David Barber, that does not mean um, putting a tent in front of somebody's house on the sidewalk. I mean, conceivably, that sounds to me like that's something that could happen, David Barber. Absolutely. If you uh, look at different areas around town, some of the public spaces, you see those uh, little tent cities that have popped up. And it certainly doesn't benefit property values if it's out in front of your home. You know... Denver has been boasting of, you know, a hot economy, a hot real estate market. The, however, though, bad policies, it takes a while for us to see the consequences of, of bad policies. And, uh, I mean, I believe every individual is treasured and precious and valued. Um, but I think that homelessness has become a in a way, almost an industry. When I look at all of the different nonprofits and government programs that we have that are um, supposedly helping homelessness, and in essence, what happens is we are getting more homeless people. And uh, instead, I think we want to make people, or, or make, make people, I'm, I'm, I'm a free market girl, you can't make people, but encourage people to um, to work and have the dignity of work. And and so the idea that people could, you know, pitch a tent out in front of somebody else's house, that just doesn't seem right to me. Well, we need to create uh, programs and methods to help them succeed. For sure. And uh, go after that American idea. So now we're going to switch gears just a little bit because um, Elizabeth Peets has, <laughs> you found us. I did. It's great to it's have you here. Winter. We're going to put that just a little, oops, a little bit closer to you. And Elizabeth, we've been talking about... Um, the Denver real estate market. And you are with the Colorado Association of Realtors. And you had some statistics that you had wanted to share with us uh, regarding what's been going on in the Colorado market. So uh, thank you for being here. It's great to have you. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, my two practitioners here probably have a better handle on the stats. But I think one of the things that we're really looking forward to are some employer solutions. We just released an affordable housing uh, study on all 50 states to try to find out what innovation is happening around the country. And we're pretty excited that there's going to be some new legislation. It hasn't been introduced yet, but okay. it will be coming this session. We're going to expand the first-time homebuyer savings account program passed in 2016 and allow employers to match employee contributions in that new legislation. So this is uh, 
this kind of augments, David, what you you said was passed in 2016. And so, uh, Elizabeth, there's going to be legislation where the employer could actually contribute to this as well, huh? Yeah, the 2016 legislation was set up just for individuals. This 2019 version will change it to a pre-tax system, more like a 401k contribution, but then give employers the ability to match their employee contributions. So both sides, the employer and the employee, paying in to get you those down payment savings much faster. Well, that's pretty darn exciting. So we are, we're getting close to out of time here. So David Barber, uh, realtor with uh, Remax Unlimited, what would be the final thought that you would like to leave with our listeners and how can people reach you? Uh, well, the first-time homebuyer savings account, we were the third state in the country to have such a program. Um, <clears throat> and we're now seeing other states trying to adopt similar similar programs to join us. And if someone would like to reach me, my office number, 303-671-3037, or david.barber at remax.net. Okay, and that number one more time? 303 303- Six seven one three zero three seven. Okay, great, David Barber. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And Elizabeth Peets, I know that uh, with this snowy day, you had a bit of a white knuckle uh, <laughs> situation to try to get here. So thank you so much for being in studio. What is uh, kind of the final thought that you'd like to leave with our listeners? Um, well, that new legislation that I just mentioned that we'll be carrying as the Colorado Association of Realtors is actually a first-in-the-nation approach. Um, this is a really cool thing that Colorado is being innovative, so we're excited about that. Do you know who's going to be carrying the bills yet? Or um, It will most likely be the um, chairs of both the Senate and House Business Committees. Okay. Well, very good. And if people want more information, I'd gone to the Colorado Association of Realtors, and I thought there was some some uh, info there, but is that the best spot? Yeah, that's the best place, or you can reach out to me. Uh, my uh, office is um, right by the Capitol, so that number is 303-785-7121. But otherwise, the Colorado Association of Realtors is the great place to reach out. Okay, Elizabeth. And Pete, thank you so much for being here. And Karen Levine, you are such a, a wonderful partner thank of uh, the AmeriChicks and really greatly appreciate that over all these years and uh, highly recommend you. What's your final thought? Well, my final thought would be what's exciting about this legislation is that in a competitive employment market that we're seeing where unemployment is at historic lows, um, it gives an employer just a little bit of an edge um, of getting that exceptional employee in and creating a better future for the employee as well. So I'm excited about what we're doing at the Colorado Association of Realtors, and I'm excited about what's going on in the uh, Metro Denver marketplace. And you are a realtor with REMAX Alliance. I am. And what's the best way for people to reach you? The best way to reach me would be my number is 303 877 7516 or head over to karen levine com. Okay, and that number is 303-877-7516. I've had that memorized. I mean, we've been friends for, I'm not even going to tell people. Just a few years. Yeah, just a few years, that's for sure. Now, Karen and David and Elizabeth, in honor of the fact that you guys, David and uh, Karen, your realtors, I found this, this is actually, I think, kind of a antique quote, if you will. And it's called, What is a Home? by Ernestine schumann Heink, And I think that you're going to enjoy this as well, Elizabeth. It says, What is a home? It's a roof to keep out the rain, four walls to keep out the wind, floors to keep out the cold. Yes, but a home is more than that. It is the laugh of a baby, the song of a mother, the strength of a father. 
warmth of loving hearts, light from happy eyes, kindness, loyalty, and comradeship. Home is the first school and the first church for young ones where they learn what is right, what is good, and what is kind. Where they go for comfort when they are hurt or sick. Where joy is shared and sorrow is eased. Where fathers and mothers are respected and loved. Where children are wanted. Where the simplest food is good enough for kings because it is earned. Where money is not so important as loving kindness. Where even the tea kettle sings from happiness. This is a home. God bless it. So, uh, Positive Thought 2019. Read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. God bless you, and God bless America.